Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell, host of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So glad you could join me for another episode. And I just want to ask you a question today. Are you having the conversations that you need to have, particularly with people who perhaps are not necessarily towing the line or living according to the values that you've set down for the team and the team agree to? Because one of the things with a leadership position is not everybody on the team is necessarily going to believe uh, to the same level that you do in terms of the vision, the mission, the values that you set down. And there'll be some times when you simply have to have the conversations that you need to have to bring people in line or at least remind them of what they're there to do. It's not a one-man show and it's not a one-woman show. So we need to make sure that our team are on the same page and moving in the same direction because a person that's not flying in the right direction or is not uh, rowing the boat in the right direction can very quickly turn that boat around and before you know it, we're going around in circles. So that's the topic for today. I wanted to talk about having the courage to have the conversation when you need to have the conversation. Now, it's a topic that uh, comes up a lot. It comes up a lot in conversations with, uh, with leaders and certainly a lot of the clients I'm working with at the moment. Some of them are having this challenge right now when it comes to dealing with certain individuals within their team and there's a kind of for some of them there's a bit of a reticence to really step forward and have the conversation because in one particular case uh, a certain a leader that I'm working with uh, his his challenge if you like is the person he's got to have a conversation with is what they consider to be a protected species within the organization now this person has uh, let's just say friends in high places that are looking after him and it's almost like nothing that he does can ever be uh, wrong Uh, and any any mistakes that are made, it's very rarely, if ever, his fault. And unfortunately, people tend to take his side within the organisation. So you can imagine the amount of pressure that that therefore is placing on this leader in terms of, well, how how do I have the conversation to, to the point where no matter what I say, uh, this person potentially can use the uh, the senior leadership card that I'm well-connected and you're not and you're bullying me and all this sort of stuff. And so he's really, really concerned about the conversation and how to have it, but also what to say and what are the potential consequences from having that conversation. And it's a really, it's a really challenging topic because this particular individual is obviously concerned about, well, if they cross the line, and say something that is uh, considered to be derogatory or uh, insulting, then what are the ramifications and consequences for this particular leader? And they're really concerned about it. But what's happening is the the culture is being, I guess, dictated by some friction that's been developed between this leader and this particular individual. And unfortunately, people are seeing what's being playing out in front of them. So one of the things we talk about a lot is as a leader, we've got to set the tone of the team or we've got to set the pace for the culture. So that means we've got to be really clear on what we stand for as a leader, but also sit, sit down with the team and think about, okay, what are the key standards, standards of behavior that we want to put in place as a team? What are the key values that we hold dear to us that will enable us to uh, use that as a catalyst for performance every single day? And we use it to hold each other accountable in terms of the behaviors that we do expect because they're going to be uh, focused on excellence and focused on moving forward and delivering the results that we need. Uh, 
Uh, and also we need to have in place some, some things that, you know what, if people are not adhering to the standards, if they are behaving against the standards that have been agreed to, then it needs to be, the expectation needs to be, of course, that there'll be a conversation that's been had and people need to be brought back in line. Now, this is where the challenge is because they've gone through all of this process and the challenge is, irrespective of that, this particular person continues to, I guess, be a one-man show, be a one-man band and think that almost that that, that is untouchable, which, which is causing a huge amount of discontent within the team. And over time, it's going to break the culture completely where you'll start to see attrition, people will start to leave, uh, and unfortunately, the, the credibility and the trust that the leader has in them right now is going to diminish down to probably zero unless they do something about it. So one of the things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is the concept of, you know what, no matter how hard it is and irrespective of the hierarchy that exists and who, and who irrespective of who knows who or who's connected to who or who influences who, we've got to be really, really courageous in having the conversations that we know we need to have that are based on a common set of principles, irrespective of where we sit in the organization and irrespective of who's connected to who. Now, remember that the standards that we set and the standards that we deliver uh, can be two different things. So there has to be a level of consistency. So there's no point for us setting a level of standards around uh, honesty, integrity, respect, all that sort of stuff. If we say that and don't deliver it, or we let somebody in our team go against that grain and not uh, not behave according to that because when people see that particular piece of behavior happening and they see the leader letting that happen or letting it go through the keeper, what it basically says is that value that we've set or that standard that we've set, that was just lip service. So they don't really mean that because they're not living that, they're not breathing that, they're not acting out on that. And so this is the biggest thing that this leader is particular, in particular is facing is that he's got to have the conversation and as hard as it is, He's got to do it at the right time, and he's got to do it ASAP. And this is the other dilemma he's got right now, and that he's he's a bit concerned about what the emotional response is going to be of this individual, and what are the potential consequences on the leader if he actually leans forward and has this conversation. And so I took him through a couple of couple of key things to think about when it ha- when it comes to having this conversation. But the overriding principle, and I, and I want you to think about this as well. If you find yourself uh, right now uh, not having the conversation you need to have, or uh, I guess, uh, putting off the conversations or hoping that things will just get better without having the conversation, uh, this is for you as well because I know that there's a lot of leaders out there that have got people in their team that are not necessarily towing the line, but they have connections in higher places or influence in higher places that potentially it almost says that they're a protected species. And that I don't care what anybody says, people are not protected. We have an obligation to the business, we have an obligation to our team, and we have an obligation to ourselves to make sure that we're the very best leader we can possibly be which means we need to have great standards in place and we need to be consistent and uncompromising towards those standards, which is what we talked about on the previous episode. So we need to have courage and we need to be able to lean in and have these conversations. Now, when it comes to these conversations, there's a few things you need to keep in mind. And this is what I shared with this particular client this week. And that is, when you're having a conversation, you've got to be really, really clear on three things. Now, this is whether it's a positive conversation or a really challenging conversation, three things have to be really crystal clear in your mind. The first one is, what is your intention of this conversation? Is your intention to criticize? Is your intention to get somebody back on the right path? Is your, is your intention to performance manage? Whatever the case might be, you've got to do the planning and you've got to really sit down and think about, okay, what is my intention for this conversation? 
And remembering that when it comes to feedback, feedback is all about the behavior. It is not about the individual. So please, whatever you're doing when you're having the conversation, please focus your attention on the behavior of the individual, not on the individual itself or themselves, because um, that will be that will become be coming across as opinionated, potentially judgmental, and that's the perfect catalyst for them to really get their back up and get into uh, fight, flight, freeze mechanisms where their amygdala just gets hijacked, and you don't know what they're going to what they're going to do or what they're going to say, and they can become very unpredictable. So please keep it about the subject and keep it about the the behavior. So the first thing is, what is your intention? The second thing is, think about what is your what is the person you're about to have this conversation with? What is their level of receptability? Now, chances are, with people who uh, simply don't toe the line, their level of receptability to a conversation or to feedback, quote-unquote, may not necessarily be that high, and they may be automatically on the defensive. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have the conversation, but we have to be really careful about when we have that conversation and not procrastinate waiting for that perfect moment because there probably never will be a perfect moment. But if you set, set the tone right and you get the intention right and you sit down and follow a process to have the conversation, irrespective of the, of the outcome, you can have confidence that you can get through that conversation and at least put your case forward uh, to that particular person and hopefully um, uh, spark something in them to turn their performance around and get them back on, on an even keel. So what is what is their level of receptability right now? And the third thing, which is probably the most important one, is when you're having a conversation, particularly around performance and when somebody's not doing the things they should be, we've got to have some evidence. We've got to have some data. Now, this is not data to pinpoint blame on somebody. It's data to simply support the conversation you're about to have and to provide evidence. Now, the key thing around evidence, it needs to be factual. It's not based on opinion, and it's certainly not based on hearsay or what she said or what he said. It has to be based on pure fact. And this is where it's really important to look at specific numbers, uh, specific examples, uh, specific impacts of conversations that have been had and the response to that, etc., etc. So really get clear on those three things when you're having a conversation. What's your intention? What's the recipient's receptability to that conversation? And also make sure you've got the evidence available to you to then have that conversation. Now, when it comes to the conversation, there's a three-step model that I've already used on this podcast, and I share this a lot with with teams and leaders, and that is a feedback conversation that's a really simple three-step process called situation, impact, and way forward. Now, the key thing here is, again, it needs to be factual, and it needs to be uh, non, non-personal, non if you like. So the situation part is to look at what is the behavior that's playing out? What is the actual situation that's had that's happened? What is the situation I had to have to have a conversation with you about? It's not based on opinion. It's simply based on what are the facts that are happening as you see them or as it's been presented to you. Separate the fact from the fiction and only deal with the specific facts. The I, the impact, is all about, okay, what is the impact to the business, the team, the customers, the stakeholders, the environment of that behavior playing out? So this is where potentially emotion can come into it, but you need to have the conversation around what is the potential impact of this person's behavior that we need to stop or we need to turn around or we need to exacerbate if it's a positive behavior. So the impact is really where the rubber hits the road because it starts to really crystallize 
what is the consequences of this particular action or this behavior? And if it continues, what are the, what's going to be the long-term effect of that particular behavior? So the impact is really important. And then the way forward is simply what are the next steps going to be? Is there going to be something you have to put in place to change your behavior? Is it something you want to continue to do so to confirm a positive level of behavior uh, or whatever the case might be? But the way forward is really what the next steps are, what sort of support you need to provide that particular person and what are the time frames associated with whatever steps you're going to put in place. So when it comes to having this really challenging conversation, following a simple three-step process like that where you're really clear on the situation, you're really clear on what the potential impact is and you're really clear on what the way forward is in terms of the next steps can increase the level of confidence by having to have that conversation. Now, what you can't guarantee and what you can't necessarily predict is how that person is going to be be responding to you. And this is the dilemma that this particular client has. They're really concerned about, okay, what if I fly off the handle? I say, well, you can't, you can't, you can plan for that, but don't necessarily expect it because you, you don't know what they're going to re- be responding with. All you can focus on is the facts and you can focus on leaning forward and having that conversation. And as emotional as they get, the simple thing is if you've done your research and if they're really, if it's really clear that they're going against the standards that you've set and the behaviors you've set as a team and the values, then you know what? As emotional as they do get, we're still going to have the conversation. So it's really important, therefore, to create the space to let that person vent. Sometimes they'll be venting to you and sometimes you might feel your own levels of emotion getting up, uh, increasing. But holding that space will enable them to naturally reduce that level of tension, that level of anxiety, that level of anger in some cases to the point where you can then have a reasonable conversation and hopefully a practical and logical conversation. doesn't always happen, but one of the key challenges is, is just to be able to hold that space. And by having the courage to lean forward and have that conversation, you can be that person to, to hold that space for that individual. And of course, the last part here is, is knowing that you know sometimes you've got to be assertive. You've got to be assertive to have the conversations. And you've, again, you've got to hold that space to, to be able to have that conversation. And irrespective of what you get back from the individual, you've got to plow forward, particularly if you know based on the facts and based on the observations that what they're doing is not in line with the values that you've agreed and, and certainly what not what you expect from them as a valuable team member. So the three steps therefore to being assertive and if you have if you do this well and this takes practice, if you do this well you should get to a stage where you're having conversations with people and it feels like it's not that there's no emotion attached to it, but it almost feels like you're going to a bakery and buying bread. It's just it's just a matter of fact, I'm just going to buy bread um, and we're just going to have this conversation. And what will be will be because I know I can handle it because I've got the structure in place to be able to handle it. So three key steps, therefore, around assertion and being assertive. Step one is define the problem, and it's really critical that we can define the problem. So what, what is the problem that we're dealing with? Uh, you then need to be able to identify the solution. Uh, and be really, really clear on what the solution is. And then the final part is transfer ownership. So having that conversation, and you can use this interchangeably with and in conjunction with the SIW framework and just use the assertive type uh, concepts, these three concepts in the SIW conversation to have it. When, you, when you're really clear on the, on the problem that's been defined, when you're really clear if they're for, therefore on the solution, and if you do this in a two-way conversation, even better, but that doesn't always work out. But at least if you can get really clear on the solution, then... The next, the next key step, which is step three, is to be able to get a really clear outcome and therefore transfer ownership onto the individual so that A, they understand what needs to happen and B, they're committed to making the change that needs to happen. And so this all is based on, and the, the overriding concept here is we need to be really, really clear on first of all what the standards are and we as a leader need to uphold those standards irrespective of who it is 
irrespective of where they sit in the hierarchy and certainly irrespective of what sort of connections they have within the business. So that that certainly helps uh, my client this week and hopefully it'll help you as well when it comes to having conversations sometimes with people that might be quite difficult to have conversations with. It's really important to have a structure, really important to get really clear on what the values are, what your intention is and get really clear on what the process is you're going to use it. But above all else, have the courage to lean forward and have that conversation when you need to have the conversation because you know, as well as I do, your people are going to be watching and when you lean forward and have the conversation, irrespective of how you feel, it sets a great example and says, you know what, this leader is not prepared to accept mediocrity. They're going to lean forward when they need to and they're going to have the conversation when they need to. So that then upholds the standard and starts to uphold the values of the team. So I trust that message resonates. If I can help you at all, a reminder, I'd love to work with you one-on-one and help you take your leadership to the exceptional level. And if you're committed to doing that in the next 90 days, let's jump on a call and have a conversation about what that looks like for you. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time and we'll set up a Zoom call and I look forward to having that conversation. So until the next episode, if you find yourself having uh, having some temptations to not have the conversation with some people that you know you need to have a conversation with, then please just, uh, just get into it and lean forward and have the conversation because you'll be doing them a disservice, but you'll also be doing your team a disservice and certainly yourself a disservice if you do not have that conversation. And when you do have the conversation, uh, little bit by little bit by little bit, you'll be moving a lot closer to being that exceptional sales leader. So I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode. Until then, have a phenomenal day. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.